Tama, what's going on? I, I'm just waiting for these notifications to show up, and of course they're not, because it's, it's fucking YouTube. No notifications, as usual. Oh, there it is. Give me a minute, and I'm gonna get right into it. All right, no, I'm not late, I'm on time actually. Pizzleism, hey, CP30, what's happening? Lorville, hey, uh, Gotham's only hope. That's funny. Sacred Ascension. Yeah, I'm going to do these breakdowns. It's going to be real dry tonight because I am not, I'm not all, all the way there to, to do this, but I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let me get to the the rhetoric and the spiel. So, uh, it's the Morning Star Show. And, um, you know, shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. Visit us on www.onthewakerradio.com. All shows are live on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch the replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, and Google Play for the replays if you miss the show. I'm not doing call-in numbers tonight. I just want to get through these movie breakdowns so I can just take my ass to bed and wish this day away. I've had a hellacious day. And I'm putting it mildly. Flossie, I'm just... I'm tired of other stuff, but... Melvin, hey, Aloyda, what's happening? Rose Gold, what's happening? All right, all right. Lisa, hey. Okay, so let's get into it. Um... Let me just say this before I I, I go in. I'm going to need y'all to detox from this shit. Seriously. A lot of y'all that follow me, no disrespect, y'all need to fucking detox from this shit. Stop watching YouTube videos. Stop watching the fucking news. Get off Twitter. 
Y'all sucking in. Y'all caring too much about shit. I tell y'all all the fucking time. Guard your fucking energy. Y'all don't fucking listen. And then you want to send me a bunch of shit that I've already dealt with. Made videos about. Or don't have no concern for this shit. Months prior. Fuck it. I don't even, I'm not going to do the movie breakdown. Fuck it. I, I'll change the title. I'm not going to do the breakdowns tonight. Y'all don't fucking listen. Y'all care too much about what these people are going to do. You are not fucking Bruce Wayne. You niggas, you motherfuckers are not going to detect what the fuck their plans are. And if you did have the blueprint, ain't shit you could do to stop them. Y'all care too fucking much. De-fucking-tox ASAP off this shit. A the fuck sap. And then y'all get mad if I say it's not worth the energy. You you get offended if I say I say I'll say meh. Or I'll say not worth the energy. Or I'll say that was two, three months ago. Or I'll say already did a video. And then some of y'all get mad. Why you getting mad at me? Y'all care too much. You motherfuckers ain't can't do nothing to these people. Y'all want to sit here and talk about what you think the Pope was arrested. How the fuck do you know? How you know the Pope was arrested? Because of the Vatican blackout? Oh, okay. Say if he was. They're not going to show you in handcuffs. They're going to show you him in handcuffs? Are they going to show you him doing a perp walk? Y'all sending me shit and, and it's cool. But it's now it's becoming too much. Y'all need to fall the fuck back off this goddamn social media shit. I get it. You know, Lynn Wood and Lieutenant John McGarney. I get all that. I get it. Y'all ain't telling me nothing new. Edward, I'm not in the mood tonight, bro. I'm not, I've discarded my entire show premise tonight. Because I'm just... I'm irritated with a lot of things right now, okay? And I ain't trying to jap on nobody like that. But, um, black people, all this information that y'all supposedly come across, and how are your lives any different? Black people, once again, all of this information y'all come across, All these links to this and that. How has your life changed? Do you still got to get your monkey asses up and go to work? Do you still got to get your monkey asses up and go to work the next day? Y'all can have the blueprint to their plans. There's nothing you can do. Worry about what you can control. And the sad part of it is, it's really not much. Okay? It's really not much. So, 
stop sending me shit. Just stop. I spend enough time of my day and time covering these issues. If I don't cover it, it ain't worth my time. It ain't worth my fucking energy. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I got you. I'm going I'm to get to the breakdowns. Don't worry, man. I, I'm just on a rant right now because I'm, I'm tired of y'all not, not following orders. Stop giving these situations and, 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 and these productions your fucking energy. Ain't shit you can do about it. <clears throat> Period. Fuck. Y'all talk the most high this. Oh, the fall of Babylon. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. The most high ain't thinking about y'all. Babylon been falling. So fucking what? You still gotta get your monkey ass to go to work for Babylon. Shut up. None of you niggas can leave the country. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. All you niggas in the same fucking box. Y'all can't do nothing. But take your monkey asses to work. Sit your punk ass down. This ain't your business. Not your concern. Your opinion's not needed. So what a bunch of white people ran up in a in a building full of white people. So fucking what? What does that mean to you? What the fuck does that mean to you? So are you okay? Wait, wait you. Uh, I don't. I don't hear nobody talking about they traveling no more, right? Are you traveling, ass niggas? Are you 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 lame ass Dominican dirty feet chasing ass niggas? Y'all been real quiet for the last six months. Sit y'all punk asses down. This is why black folks stay losing. Because y'all care too fucking much. Yeah, lead a dirty feet chase. Yeah. Yeah. Them niggas that brag about spending money on prostitutes. Them niggas been real quiet since this lock the lockdown lockdown's been happening. Ain't, them niggas ain't been traveling. Them niggas ain't been traveling. Where they where they gonna go? Where are they going to go? <sighs> I think that's the end of my rant. Is that the end of my rant? Mm, let me think. Let me think.
Um, and, and, and yeah, my I guess my final part of my rant is that, um, you know, all, and like I said, this is no diss to anybody. Have you seen the woman? I don't, I don't know what the woman's theory. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. You think I, I listen? I'm too much. Got I, I got too much shit coursing in my blood to be sitting and arguing with a bitch. I'm not gonna argue with no bitch on a bitch's platform. That's what I don't do. I will never. But um, no diss to all my fellow truthers in the in the fight for truth and and revelations and shit. Okay. Now what? Now what? I'm just saying. All you. All you truth motherfuckers. That 24-7. This. This agenda. 24-7. That agenda. Um, 24-7. You know. the, The queen this. 24-7, Twenty four seven, um, missing airplanes and that. Wh- okay, at the end. So now what? You mean to tell me y'all gonna spend y'all y'all gonna y'all gonna spend y'all good years of y'all life just talking about shit that you have no control over? Like seriously. Like seriously. Why the fuck would I spend years of my life reporting on some shit that I have no absolute control over? That is a waste of my goddamn energy. My life is, I got too many things to do with my life. And like I said, no diss to anybody that does that shit. But uh, I'm not going the Bill Cooper route. I ain't trying to be Phil Schneider. Ted Grunson. And what are the what are those three great men all have in common? They all died under mysterious circumstances. Those guys at one point were in control of something. Right? Those guys been to the mountaintop. They done seen some things. And yet and still, they ain't here to talk about the shit anymore. So what makes you motherfuckers any different? Because 90% of y'all are just regurgitating some shit they told y'all. If it wasn't for these three men, you wouldn't have this shit. So now y'all wanna... Y'all just chomping at the bit for when Trump declassifies these, these documents and files and shit. What the fucking do? That man, he's a marked man at this point. Okay? So what? Aliens are real. Okay? Don't you still gotta get your monkey ass up and go to work? Until uh, a situation changes your life to where you don't have to get up to go to work the next day. Sincerely. Just shut the fuck up. Just, Just shut the fuck up. Even white people don't go this hard with that shit. It be you niggas. Even white people be like, you know what? I got shit to do. I can't do this all fucking day. Okay? Even white people understand. You know what? That's other white people shit. I, I, I can't. 
you know, when Biden basically will will citizenize 11 million fucking Mexicans, basically with a, a, a one failed swoop, you're going to have bigger fish to fry. With 11 newly documented former, former illegal citizens that will classify themselves as white. Okay? So... Nancy Pelosi's laptops mean what to you at the end of the fucking day? Whether Nancy Pelosi is in office or out of office, you got to get your monkey ass up for work. You got to raise your little punk ass kids. You got to feed your little punk ass kids. Do you understand? Black people, your priorities are ass the fuck backwards. All right, let me get into these these movie breakdowns. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. And I and, and I got to deal with motherfuckers with this COVID shit. Nah, this is hilarious. You can't even be regular sick anymore. And I get dummies that be like, "Slide, you sound like you got the COVID, brother. Do this and shut the fuck up." Okay. I don't need your medical advice. None of you motherfuckers are nurses like that. My second wife's a nurse. If I need some goddamn help to recover from a goddamn cold. I'll 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 call her, not you. Okay. Save that shit for somebody else. Okay. No no disrespect, but I I don't need none your, your fucking medical advice. Okay. Let me see what else. Is there anything else before I get on with these movie breakdowns? No, I think that's pretty much it. Nah, Melvin, Melvin, baby. Nah, 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 nah. It ain't, it ain't you, mama. No, 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 no. It ain't you. I promise you, it's not you. It's not you. Don't think that. It's, it's a long and complicated thing. But trust me, you're good. I promise you, you're good. Oh, the motherfuckers. All right, these fly-by-night motherfuckers that, that's this is why I don't take kindly to new people on my shit, you know? I really don't take kindly to new people, and it's really not their fault, but I tell y'all, the longer you do this shit, patience levels plummet. Tolerance levels plummet. Y'all remember when I first did this shit years ago? I was happy... And cheerful and shit. I was giggity. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just like, fuck. What the fuck bullshit gonna, gonna happen tonight? You understand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Bruh. Bruh. 
Bruh. So, so I guess ain't ain't gonna be no more regular shit moving forward. You know, let these motherfuckers, you know, have their way with you and shit. Um, I think that's it for my rant. No, no, seriously, I think I'm done with my rant. Let me see. Yeah, I think I'm I'm good. So. My movie reviews, I I picked excellent, excellent breakdowns tonight. Shit was mad, mad deep. Holy cow. Especially outside the wire. Wow. But let's get into my first um, breakdown that I was really excited about when I was watching this shit. Um, so I'm a big fan of Dust. Dust is like a sci-fi channel here on YouTube. And they they they, they make these awesome short stories. But um, they made a short story that I think it came out two days ago, three days ago. And uh, it, because I'm an old head, so it spoke to me. All right. And um, (laughs) it's called Pinky. Not the fat porn bitch. All right. This was shot, I believe, in in the the northern town of South Korea. Right. So we have a, a, a businessman and he's walking past a trash heap. All right, so this is officially the breakdown part of the show. This is when I edit out this the first part <laughs> for the movie reviews. All right, so uh, a businessman is walking past a trash heap, and a pink waifu girl. If you're into Japanese anime, you know what I'm talking about. A waifu, she emerges and begins to follow the businessman. Okay, so then the businessman takes a phone call, and then the pink waifu girl stands in front of him, trying to get his attention. She smiles at him. She takes off her bladed glasses. She tries to give him a hug and he pushes her down. She then hands him an ad for a pink cassette player, a Walkman. She attempts to put his hands up to her, to his, she, she attempts to put her hands up to his ears. There's a ringing sound in his, in his, in his ears and he steps back. He drops his phone. He picks up his phone. The screen is cracked. He runs away from the girl. Okay. During his walk, he tries to avoid the pink waifu girl because she keeps following him. All right. So he's trying to go on this different path to avoid the girl. Right. So then the businessman comes across this eight foot tall metal creature. Okay. This thing is composed of different metallic parts, old parts. So then. It's wearing a baseball cap. So then the creature takes an, an AM radio and sticks it on his chest. The AM radio is like, okay, that's, that's old technology, right? So then the creature then eyes the man and the pink girl standing behind him. So the creature begins to chase them down. And then the creature corners the man. So the creature has this big lobster claw on his right hand, all right? And then um, the creature corners the man. And then the pink waifu girl actually engages the creature. She rescues the man, the businessman, right? Later that night, the businessman asks her, oh, who is she? She then places her hands over his ears and he can hear music, an 80s music song begin to play. And then the man is transported back to his youth. He's listening to 80s music on a pink cassette player, right? The man then drops to the ground and asks, how is this possible? 
The creature then, standing behind the girl, snatches her up by her, by her head. And then the creature tells the man, if you don't remember her, I'll take her. So he begins to drag her off by her head. <clears throat> and then he says, he remembers a cassette player. The creature then laughs and throws the girl to the side. Right? And then the businessman then attacks the creature with a fire extinguisher. And then he... Here we go with this bullshit again. Phone listening. When I didn't ask you to listen. I didn't ask for you. I don't want Spotify. No. Oh my God. Um... Okay, he attacks the creature with the fire extinguisher, uh, then grabs the girl up, and they, they run off. She then places her hands on his ears again. Now it flashes back to his oldest sister. She gave him the pink cassette player because she just had a, she just bought a brand new pink CD player. All right? And then the waifu girl passes out, and then he grabs her hand and puts it up to his ear, and he begins to listen some more. So then it shows him writing the word pink, pinky, right, on the cassette player. And he calls her pinky. And as it shows him write pinky on the cassette player, the creature is standing behind the girl with his, with his claw out. So then there's a flash of light behind the creature. So then, uh, in another flashback scene, uh, as he's listening to the music, you can see the girl behind him. Okay? So then there's a man yelling with a flash of light. So then the businessman kind of snaps back to reality. He's standing in the middle of a trash heap underneath the lobster claw. The operator's telling him, hey, get out the way. Get out the way. So then he looks in the trash heap and he sees a pink cassette player. He picks it up. He scratches the dirt off. It says pinky. So then (laughs) he's walking home and he's listening to the pink Walkman to that same 80s song that he used to listen to when he was a kid. So then on his way home, uh, he's then tapped on the shoulder by a man wearing a cowboy hat and a silver jacket and sunglasses he shakes the man's hand it begins to buzz and vibrate and then a, an alert is heard he the businessman then smiles at uh, the man and he recognizes the man as his first pager i was like oh my god that's so deep i liked it it was a little short little thing you know about the nostalgia of old technology and its connection to us i liked it what the fuck ever My bad, hold up, y'all. Okay, 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 okay. My bad. Sweatshirt too heavy, but... All right. That was Pinky from Dust. 
Dust YouTube channel, short sci-fi stories. I, I like that one particularly. Whatever. Ooh, WandaVision. Jeez. Um. All right, there's going to be a real brief impromptu of WandaVision's episodes one and two. The first episode, 1950s-esque sitcom. Um, April 23rd is an important date. They have a business dinner with his with Vision's boss. Um, there's a side joke about Vision being a carbon-based being and not a walking computer because he does he works at an analytic firm and he crunches data like nobody's business at this firm. Um, the boss nearly dies at their dinner table until Wanda tells Vision to save the boss. Episode two is where it all starts to kind of so like we we. Basically, this is the Truman Show from 2008. All right. So it was pretty obvious from the trailers. They're locked into reality. That's not real. They're being controlled and there's glitches in the Matrix. And slowly but surely, the people around them are glitching out. Certain objects are glitching out. So in episode two, Wanda discovers a red helicopter in Technicolor. So everything's in black and white. She sees this helicopter in red. Okay. She looks at it. You know. All right. Um, people. The theories have been deduced that. That it was an actual helicopter. That's, that was shrunk down with pin particles. If you watch the Ant-Man movies. You know about Hank Pym. And the pin particles shrinking shit down. Into the quantum verse. Blah 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 blah. All right. Um, Wanda then meets the ladies of the community. Uh, during a talent show meeting. Vision swallows a piece of gum. And it messes up his internals. Okay. So, uh, she meets. Uh, Wanda meets Geraldine. The sister. And Dottie. Like the head housewife in charge. Alright. Dottie has a character break. She begins to question uh, who Wanda really is. Before the clock radio explodes. And Dottie cr- cuts her hand on a broken glass. Okay. There's an ad for Strucker Watch. It said made by Hydra. Okay. During the talent show performance, Vision keeps uh, inadvertently using his powers. Then Wanda has to use her powers to make it look like it was an all an act. All right. Wanda then finally gets the gum out of Vision's stomach. Uh, Dottie praises Wanda and Vision's, Vision's act. They won. They win first place. Wanda all of a sudden is pregnant. Then they go outside to investigate a noise, and then a beekeeper emerges from the sewer. Then the scene reverses back to Wanda being pregnant. And then the scenery goes from black and white to technicolor. And then a voice is heard asking, who's doing this to you, Wanda? That was episode two. So once again, this is clearly the Truman Show all over again. Just with Disney spin on it. That, yeah. what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay. So that was WandaVision. Now, um, this breakdown is very, very important. I'm going to take my time with this one. It is outside the wire. This thing was so deep. So fucking deep. And I'm so glad you had you know, your main tech antagonist and protagonist were brothers. And um, this was more like a... A mid, a mid elder, to a young 
rookie mentoring thing, okay? Now, there's elements of Sicario that I'll address in this movie and Training Day that what I'll also address in this movie. So, a lot of different elements. Um, there's a lot of, um, what is it? A lot of trickery, all right? Plot devices. This thing that doesn't go the way you think it's going to go, all right? So, yeah. So let's get into it. Um, uh, Franklin from Snowfall is in this. I didn't even realize who the dude was till halfway through the movie. Right? Okay. So the year is 2036. Civil War is in Eastern Europe. U.S. troops are peacekeepers. Okay? There's a crime lord named Victor Koval. He controls the area. The Pentagon deploys robotic troops called Gumps to active duty. So if you think Pat Labor, Gundam, you know, the robotic troops, Robotech, okay? Um, so all the Boston Dynamics shit that we've, we've been, they've been slowly revealing to us over the years, these things with guns that work for both sides, okay? Like every nation has its own set of gumps, all right? <clears throat> so Lieutenant Harp, which is Franklin, he's a, a drone pilot. Now, there's a discord, there's a disconnect between drone pilots and combat groups on the ground. Okay, because drone pilots, basically it's call of duty to them. There's no human connection. So, you see Lieutenant Harp flying his drone, eating gummy bears. Like, it's, because to him it's just, a, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing to him. It's almost like a video game. Alright, very cold, very precise, very calculating. All right. So there's U.S. troops are ambushed and pinned down. The drone pilot, his code was rolling thunder, wants permission to engage. He's told to hold back as he disobeys an order and then fires upon a hostile vehicle because he says, hey, I see a launcher. The lieutenant's like, don't do it. Don't break. Don't break. Don't fire. OK, he fires anyway. He destroys the the, uh, the hostile truck. But he kills two American troops, but he saved 38 troops. Okay? So then, he's been deployed to Camp Nathaniel under Captain Leo. It's like a demotion. Right? Hold up. Okay? So then, as he arrives to Camp uh, Nathaniel... Oh, here we go. Come on, get get back into focus. There we go. There we go. As he arrives at camp, the camp, uh, Nathaniel, the Gumps, robot Gumps, are used to facially recognize each incoming troop. Okay. So basically, for Lieutenant Harp, this is a pass fail for drone pilots who screw up. Harp is told Leo is not like us. Okay, and then they make a. Uh, they make a mention that Hart's drone pilot training is worth more than soldiers on the ground. Okay. So then as Hart makes his way to Leo's barrack, Leo is listening to classical music uh, on a record player on vinyl. All right. Hart thinks Leo is a quartermaster. Hart has to accompany Leo on a mission to deliver vaccines for a cholera outbreak. Leo is Marsak. He's Marine Special Ops. He locates and removes special weapons from insurgents. Okay. Let me see these comments. All right. 
Um, hard thing sounds an NDA. They're going after Victor Koval. He's a Krasnin, Krasnin uh, warlord. He wants to make Ukraine uh, a part of Russia again. Okay. The U.S. is in a demilitarized zone right in the middle of Krasny. Victor sets off, set off dirty bombs in Kiev. At the rate of Ukraine's, uh, at the time of Ukraine's independence from Russia, it held a third of Russia's nuclear arsenal. Okay. The funny thing is I actually looked this stuff up and it, and it really does. It's true. I didn't know that. All right. A lot of things told in this. Yikes. As they get ready to, uh, de- to deploy, Hart then questions his uh, lack of field expertise. Leo tells him he's special enough for the both of them. As Hart notices Leo's torso is almost completely see-through. Okay. So then Leo has fourth generation biotech. You can see electrical impulses running through his body. Um, and then Leo then camouflages his body. Okay. Leo is a prototype. Leo takes offense to a gump being abused. So there's two grunts like whacking away at a robot soldier. And then Leo takes offense and scolds the uh, the soldiers. Okay. Leo had chose Hart to watch his six. Hart is then beaten up by soldiers. Uh, the regiment that he killed during his drone strike prior. So now they're all on the same team. Okay, so it was like kind of payback for killing two of their guys. They're all under Leo's command. Okay. Leo then pokes fun at heart over his fiance. Uh, his nickname is Gummy Bear. Okay, so they enter Victor Kotal uh, territory. They encounter uh, people raiding a supply truck. They begin to set up a perimeter. Somebody throws a brick at a gump. And the gump shoots a man in the leg. Then the gump is told to go offline. Uh, Leo tells his troops to lower their weapons as he talks down to the angry mob. Leo and Hart have a philosophical joust. So basically, Harp um, sees humanity uh, in a very negative way. Leo, being the machine... He sees humanity in, in a more positive light. So we have a, philosoph- a difference, a, philo- a philosophical difference on, on what is humanity. Okay. Leo tells uh, Hart the mission is to stay alive and that they finished the job. Okay. So then Hart has said, well, they, they weren't hungry, but they were militia. Leo says, well, why can't they be both? Okay. This is a robot saying this shit. So uh, a VK supporter opens fire on the troops and the militia. A gump is destroyed via smart disc bomb. Hart freezes up during a firefight. A second gump is destroyed via rocket launcher. Hart and then Leo then go on foot to deliver the vaccines. Uh, Leo tells Hart, war is ugly and you got to get your, you got to get dirty to see any real change. Leo asks Hart, why would the Pentagon pick his face to represent the military. Why wouldn't they make him a blonde haired blue eyed peck of wood? He says. Psyops. His sleeve may say U.S. But his face says neutrality. Jeez. Right? Hart then calls Leo's compassion manipulation. 
Hart and Leo are being tracked by a sniper. They deliver the vaccine. The sniper fires, missing Leo, killing a nurse. Leo then shoots the sniper in the neck and begins to interrogate him as they leave him for the people to finish him off. Hart wants to call him in. He threatens to call in and report Leo went rogue. Hart then gets loud with Leo, yelling at him, telling him, Did your motherboard freeze? Did your motherboard freeze? All right. Because he still sees Leo as more machine than anything else. Okay. Leo then asks, why are you such a pain in my motherfucking ass? And then tells him to get in the fucking truck. (laughs) Leo then tells Hart he was right to fire. It was a launcher. They should have put a medal on his chest. Leo tells Hart... He's not a man. He was created with necessities to do his job. He's a combat soldier, but has the allowance to break certain rules and at his own volition. Okay, so he's an autonomous cyborg being. He can form his own thoughts and do it, you know, he has his own thoughts. All right. He is Skynet, basically, what we, what we consider Skynet, a fully sentient um, autonomous being. Okay, self-aware. All right. Um, Hart equates humanity with fault, stupid, lazy. He says emotions lead to mistakes. Leo says maybe humans aren't emotional enough. They arrive at the destination, which is an orphanage. Okay. Koval knows where the, the codes and the silos are. So Koval's whole plan is to get access to the, to the new codes and get access to the silos so he can launch a missile attack on the U.S. Okay. Uh, the contact Sandra asks Hart, how does it feel to see his work up close? He sa- he asks, well, what do you mean? She says these children were, were made orphans um, by his bombs destroying their homes. They go to meet the next connect. Leo completely, so he, they go to meet uh, Allask, Allask, right? And so there's a fight that ensues and then Leo just kind of wrecks all the bodyguards, 15 seconds flat, just in very efficient, brutal fashion. Yo, Anthony Mackie could play an action hero at, at this rate. Um, going, going off the fight choreography scenes in this movie and how he pulled it off and made it look believable. Yeah, Anthony Mackie could play, a, a, you know, a, a pretty good action star if he, if he went that route. I'd believe it. I'd believe it. Okay. What in the hell? <sighs> okay. They they kill the bodyguards. The contact sold VK Russian gumps. Sophia then kills the contact. Leo tells Hart uh, their intel into the perimeter uh, was aborted. Now here is the Sicario moment. And intake, so Hart, I mean, Leo's telling Hart, an intel officer, like Hart, can follow an aborted line and it'd be called a hunch. But if Leo does it, it's considered a fault. Intel would take him offline and Koval wins. Now, if you're sharp and you you watch Sicario and love that movie as much as I have, you'd remember when um, jo- 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 Josh Brolin's character from the DOJ, they used a picked old girl. For, for them for her to accompany them on their mission to find the tunnel to send um, 
fuck's his name? Uh, oh, what is his name? Y'all, goddamn. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Benicio Del Toro, his character, into the underground tunnel to go get the drug boss. Right? And so, there was a reason why they didn't pick her partner, the lawyer, to come with. Because DOJ can't operate outside the country without a U.S. uh, based um, uh, uh, federal officer in tow with them. Okay? So that was the Sicario moment for Harp and Leo. Because Leo couldn't have done this without an intel officer. Okay? Because if he did this by himself, he'd be considered a glitch. You understand? All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hart then asked uh, ask about what about your internal systems? He says, at, w- at what point do you cross the line? Leo tells him, the moment you're not with me. Hart then spazzes out and says he's breaking the law and he'll go to jail. Leo dares Hart to call it in and shut and shut it down. Hart has to, has to cut out Leo's tracking device in his spine. So he cuts out the tracking device. Okay. Uh, then they head off to engage Cobalt at the the vault. is a bank vault and, a, and an investment firm. Okay, that's where the codes are at. All right, Leo then uses Gunfu to kill Cobalt's uh, men. Gunfu. Everybody knows about Gunfu. John Wick, uh, Chow Yun-Fat, that type of shit. All right, a Russian gump then steps in and fires a barrage of bullets. Now, the, why I like the, the Russian gump? Because the Russian versions of the gumps it will get down on all fours and the shoulder mount cannon will, will pop off to the side and begin firing 50 cal rounds. It's an awesome sight. Now, I, I get it. You watch enough of these Boston Dynamic videos. Yes, the worst thing you want to see is, a, is, is basically a T-1000 with a firearm or a mini cannon coming after human people. That's pe- people's pretty much biggest fear. Um, but watching this uh, in a military application uh, setting, I was like, okay, I can appreciate uh, robots being in the field with, with troops, and I'm sure the troops would, would love to have cover fire of a goddamn robot, alright? So, it was cool to see it jump down on all fours, and the shoulder cannon just pop up and just fire the rounds. I was like, oh, that's that's slick. That's slick. Alright, so then uh, <laughs> he destroys it with a grenade launcher. <coughs> Hard thing calls in the colonel for backup. Leo takes out more Russian gumps. Hart then frees some hostages. Two APCs pull up outside the street. Masked men then come out of the building with hostages at gunpoint, flanked by more Russian gumps. So then the Leos begin to chase Koval. In the building, Koval has the codes. So while in the first floor of the bank vault, you got the kidnappers, the hostages, the Russian gumps, Flanked outside the street are the American Gumps. Somewhere in the top of the building is uh, Leo chasing Koval. Okay. One of the U.S. Uh, Gumps headshots one of the kidnappers. And then a firefight ensues. So you have kidnappers, Russian Gumps versus American Gumps in a, sh- in a firefight shootout. And then hostages are getting killed in in the crossfire. Awesome. It, I it was an awesome moment. I was like, okay, I like where this is going. All right. Um, 
Hart then corrals, corrals the remaining hostages to safety. Hart calls back in for, for the Marine support. The colonel tells him they sent in a drone. The irony of that. So now Harp is on the opposite end of a, of a, of a pending drone strike. He is an actual combat uh, boots on the ground type of guy now. Clear 180 from the very beginning of this movie. All right. Leo tracks down Koval and kills him. Grabs the codes. Hart makes his first combat kill, saving a hostage. The drone fires a missile at the bank. Nobody survives the impact. All the hostages are dead, and they believe what they who they killed is Koval. And and then the colonel says, "Leo's a Leo was a casualty. He's a casualty." They think Leo's dead. He died in a blast. Okay, so then Leo, after the explosion, Leo tells Hart, now you see your work firsthand. Leo has the codes. Hart questions Leo again. Leo says it's a paradox of command. I follow you, you follow me. Leo's backup system allows him to relinquish the need for human authority if said person is exhibiting impaired judgment. Here's a training day. Spin. So then it begins these flashbacks of Hart making these impaired judgments. All the examples of him making impaired and improper judgments. That's your training day moment. I was like, oh, they flipped it on us. And now it's going somewhere I didn't see. Right? Okay, okay. So then Leo tells Hart he's exhibited improper and impaired judgment throughout the entire mission. He says, including the removal of one fail-safe device. He disabled U.S. military hardware. So now Leo can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. All right? They think Leo is destroyed. Leo knocks Hart unconscious. Hart is kidnapped and given an antibiotic and brought back to the orphanage and then interrogated by Sandra. Sandra tells Hart Koval wasn't killed in the airstrike. Here's the here's where it gets black people. This is basically this is about y'all at this point. This last third act is about black people. All right, Leo is going to take control of the nukes for the resistance. Who the fuck is this? My bad, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay, Leo then confronts Koval. Leo wants the locale of the perimeter. Koval wasn't dead. Hart tells Sandra Leo wants the missiles for himself. Sandra tells Hart Russia wants its territories. It wants its territories back, like the Ukraine. The U.S. wants to destabilize Russia by extending conflict in these territories. Hart then... If you stop listening, there's nothing for you to understand. Go to sleep. Night, night. Okay. Hart then tells Sandra Leo's going to launch a strike on the U.S. Leo then proceeds to kill Leo. 
I'm sorry, Leo then proceeds to kill Koval and all of his men. Hart then asks Sandra how many Americans have to die. Sandra says, enough till they learn what collateral damage is really about. Then Sandra frees Hart. Hart makes it back to the U.S. base. Hart tells his superiors Leo has gone rogue and Leo has the codes. Leo calls his former drone partner, Bale, to track the vehicle Leo is driving. He asks his superiors, let me go after him because I know where he's going. All right. Leo arrives at the Russian border at a, at a missile silo. Okay. Leo hears Hart, Hart, Hart coming. Okay. Leo begins to choke Hart with his, with his forearm. Harp then shoots Leo in, in, the, in the side three times. Now, even though he's a super tough cyborg, he can still take on damage. All right. They gave Leo a clip or a magazine of incendiary rounds to deal with, with Leo. Okay. After Harp shoots him three times in the side, Harp passes out. Leo then goes back to activate the silo. Harp then shoots him with the incendiary rounds after he wakes up because now they got like three minutes before launch and they got the drone waiting for uh, confirmation to blow up the silo. Okay. So he shoots, he pumps Leo full of incendiary rounds. So he's all jacked up. Now He's all melted and just jacked up. Leo then tells Harp, you can't turn it off. Black people, this is this is specifically. Here we go. Leo cracks a joke about the world's first fully autonomous cyborg backfiring. He says, remove the humanity, increase the fight, machine versus machine. Remember how upset that Leo was at, at the sight of the two soldiers uh, abusing the American gump robot okay Leo wants the program that created him shut down for a long long time Leo says he has to destroy the monster his his creator the US so the US needs to understand these wars must end and he is the face of a never ending war Hart tells Leo Humans can learn to do better. So he has completely reversed his ideological stance on humanity now. Okay? So, before I finish up. So basically what you have here is a sentient being that was created to be a killing machine. That does not want to further engage in, more, in, in the killing of its own kind. Machine versus machine. And it rather it rather take out uh, the program that created it and its creators, if possible, to have no more further machine versus machine killings. Black people, are you fucking listening? You have <laughs> your antagonist and protagonist are two black men, one a goddamn cyborg, another one a drone pilot. Okay, you'll never see this type of shit in a movie with two. Two black men. There's nothing wrong with these guys. No homosexuality. No effeminate behavior. They're military men. 
There's no negative stereotype in this movie about these black men. One black man got a fiance waiting for him to marry. Do you understand? The missiles prepare to launch. The drone strike is fired. Harp escapes as Leo is blown up with the missile silo. Kudos to Netflix. Kudos to this is why I'm not I'm not gonna cancel Netflix. I, and I get it, the whole cuties backlash and cancel Netflix. Nah, I can't do that, player. Because Netflix be giving me movies like this. Okay? I can't cancel Netflix. This is too this was too good. You had the mentoring aspect between Mid, mid-level, mid-older black man, young black man. The type of shit them niggas down the street keep complaining about they don't see on, on, in media. You saw it right here. Alright? This is an excellent, excellent movie. I didn't see the, the plot twist coming until it was too late. Alright? But to see two black men not engaging in no nonsense. So I, I was sold. I was sold. Okay? Ms. La, listen, don't do this. Don't come, don't, don't come here fucking my shit up. Get, get your ass up out of here, man. You know what I mean? No, 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 I, I got you. I got you. Fuck out of here, man. Motherfuckers are never satisfied. Ain't got shit else better to do but to come in and fuck up people's flow. Get your goofy ass the fuck out of my, off my channel. God damn. All right. That was... Uh, outside the wire. All right, all right. Now let me get into my final breakdown for the night. This one is a doozy. Ugh, this is the one y'all kept hounding me about. Slide. Did you? When you gonna do Songbird? When you gonna do Songbird? Ah, man. Listen, listen. There was no way I was gonna pay fifteen bucks to rent this movie. There's no way. So guess what? I didn't pay no 15 bucks to rent this movie. Matter of fact, I ain't paid shit to rent this fucking movie. All right? Songbird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. All right, so we have opening news reports saying that COVID-23 has mutated. L.A. has opened its first quarantine zone created to house the sick. The mortality rate is 56%. Only people immune to the virus are able to leave their homes. The CDC unveils America's immunity passes. Now, mind you, this is a Michael Bay film. Well, Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes produced this movie, but I couldn't tell. All right. There is a shot, an opening pan shot of the of the 101 freeway, pretty much barren and desolate. So we have Nico, a, del- a delivery courier. He delivers packages. Uh, he places the packages into a UV filter for the for the customers. All right. His first delivery doesn't get a tip because he was late. And then he he mutters, "Oh, you're just upset because I'm immune and you're not." So there's this um, disdain for people that are immune. They're called munis. 
All right, so Nico's a muni. A host says, remember the days of fake news? Well, the real news is much worse. There's a man complaining about the antibody test. He says, an antibody test? I, I signed up for that thing three years ago in a Burger King. The Burger King is no longer there. He says, we were told to stay home and, and wash our hands. Current uh, U.S. death toll is 8.4 million deaths and counting. The virus attacks the brain tissue. Garbage men now have a license to kill. Anyone infected will be moved immediately to the Q-Zones. The CDC says COVID has now gone airborne. Global death counts 1.9 billion. Only 0.1% are immune. That's 0.1%. It's one-tenth of one percent, okay? Mandatory curfew every day. Lester, played by Craig Robinson, runs a delivery service. Uh, The Department of Sanitation runs the Q-Zones. A family of immune, of, uh, there's a family, they are the, the Pipers, Right? They have to do daily virus checks. Every morning you get up, you have to do a virus check. You have to scan yourself into your phone as it checks to see if if you're infected or not. Okay? Uh, Nico then makes a delivery to the Piper family. They make immunity bracelets. They sell immunity bracelets. Black market. Okay? Okay? The quarantine zones are like giant shanty towns, com- you know, all compiled together. If you know what a shanty town is, you know it's not, that's not good, okay? Lester then asks Dozer. Dozer is a former military guy. He's a paraplegic. He is like a gamer on steroids. He works with Lester. He has drones. Like I said, he's former military. He doesn't go outside. Or he, he just locks himself in, in his home and shut him, he shut himself out from the world. See, he got some issues. Okay. The a guy named Steve uh, asked Mrs. Griffin uh, for bracelets to travel uh, beyond the checkpoints. Uh, she charges him three hundred thousand dollars. He says, "Okay, done." Nico arrives at a checkpoint and is met with drawn weapons. The soldiers call Nico Muni scum. Nico fires back, saying, "Keep your mask on." Munis live alone. They're social outcasts, social pariah. Uh, Nico completes a working motorcycle. He's saving up money to buy Sarah and her grandmother immunity bracelets. Next day, Nico drives to his old law firm. He used to be a paralegal. There's a former singer that's popular on YouTube. Her name is May. She sings songs for people on YouTube because there's no radio stations. There's no radio stations. There's no TV. All right. Dozer and May, um, they do a vid chat. Dozer explains he was former military in Afghanistan, lost his legs. Sarah's grandmother becomes sick. Lita. Lita becomes sick. Uh, The Department of Sanitation shows up for her neighbors. Her neighbor then knocks on her door asking for help as they drag her off. Of course, it's a black woman. Eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. 
Emmett from department that runs the sanitation. He kills a homeless man. He then asks Sarah if she had contact with a neighbor. He reminds her of her morning temperature check. Sarah then tries to help Lita. Nico races to Sarah. Sarah is worried sanitation will take them both once they discover <coughs> that Lita's sick. All right. Piper and her husband uh, talk before he goes out to deliver packages. They're not immune. They just gave themselves the immunity bracelet to fool everybody else. Piper, uh, the wife, says just because you have the bracelet doesn't mean it's it's true. The husband says selling the bracelets, the bracelets is the only way they can keep a roof over their head. Okay. Piper's husband is having an affair with the YouTube girl, May. He shows up. He's wearing an oxygen mask. He removes her face shield and her wig. He removes his oxygen mask and he begins to kiss her. That uh, Later on that night, he returns home. Uh, he burns his clothes as his wife watches him uh, from from their bedroom. Yes, uh, I guess men will endanger your lives, uh, ladies, if you're married. <laughs> Even in the pandemic. <laughs> Even in the pandemic, sex is still king, right? Next, um, <laughs> Sarah and Lita do virus checks. Lita fails. Sarah then tells Nico to leave. Uh, Nico plans on coming back with passes before sanitation can show up. Lester then gives Nico um, the high-end couples um, a lead as, as the brokers. Okay? Because he called Lester and said, hey, you know who selling those bracelets? So then Nico goes to the Griffins and asks for help. Mrs. Griffin ends the call. She's upset and wants to know, how does Nico know? Mrs. Griffin gives gives him a lead and then asks him, uh, how did he know? And he lies and said it was a hunch because they were rich. Okay? So her and her husband got into it over, over this. Right. Uh, armed guards show up at Sarah's in lieu of the Department of Sanitation. They're there to secure the area. Nico follows the lead given to her by Mrs. Griffin. It's Emmett from Sanitation. He asks Nico for a full name and SSN number. He then stabs Nico. Sanitation guards then give chase after Nico begin to shoot at him. He's then rescued by a former vet. Now this is where it gets weird. So then the vet shows up to rescue Nico. Nico escapes. The vet stays behind to fight the sanitation guards. Whatever. Mrs. Griffin then calls Lester warning his GPS location. Lester lies and covers for, for Nico. Okay, because she knows that the leak came from Lester. Uh, the Griffins pay Emmett for protection. Uh, May, the YouTube the YouTube girl, May, and Dozer begin, uh, regularly vid chat. Okay, Mrs. Griffin then... Um, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so then Mr. Griffin then begins texting May, like, repeatedly, like, he wants to see her, he wants to see her, and she wants no more part of... She wants no nothing to do with Mr. Griffin. Because he's, he's creeping her out at this point. Nico calls Sarah... Uh, Lita has been, Lita has died. He tells her he doesn't have the passes. Nico has another plan. May tells Mr. G no and ends their arrangement. She threatens to release their sex tapes if he doesn't leave her alone. 
He looks for his gun, but Piper, his wife, has it, and she tells him to get out because she heard the whole conversation. He leaves. He's on his way to, to May. Nico goes back to the Griffins, breaks into their, to the home to find the bracelet. Piper then calls May, and t- she tells him he's on his way to see you. You better not be there when he shows up. Lester then tracks Nico at the Griffins. Lester calls Piper and tells her, Hey, I think my courier's in your house. <laughs> right? Sanitation shows up to collect Lita's body. They're looking for Sarah as well. Sarah attacks one of the workers with a baseball bat, knocking him unconscious. She steals his hazmat suit. Piper then confronts Nico. Nico pleads with Piper. Piper gives him a bracelet. He says, I can't leave without a bracelet. I gotta do, I'm doing this for this, for this woman I love. Simping is at an all-time high in all these movies, right? Uh, so then Emmett goes back into the apartment and discovers uh, one of his workers unconscious. May attempts to leave. She's, a leaving, she's attempting to leave to go to Dozer's home, okay, for safety. But her car won't start. So then he, Dozer sends a drone out. As he sends the drone out, Mr. G shows up, breaks her car window, and begins to strangle her. The drone shows up, shoots Mr. G in the head, killing him. Jeez. <coughs> they catch up to Sarah. He removes her mask. She discovers she's immune. Nico then shows up to the apartment late. Emmett is there waiting. Emmett's backstory is he used to be a garbage man until all of his superiors began dying off. He then became the department head of sanitation. Emmett tells Nico, Munis are gods. They can have the world. Nico then stabs Emmett in the neck with a pencil, killing him. Nico then grabs Sarah's phone. She took a picture of the sanitation vehicle. Lester calls Nico to apologize. Nico then asks Lester to help him track the sanitation vehicle that has Sarah. So then Lester calls Dozer and they do a grid search looking for the truck. Uh, They track her down to the Q-Zone Alpha. Nico shows up and gives her 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 bracelet. They scan the bracelet. She breaks free. She runs towards Nico. He's like, hey, trust me. He places the, the bracelet on her hand as they pull him apart. And they're like, she, he's like, she's immune. She's immune. Check her bracelet. Check her bracelet. So they scan her bracelet, run her ID. She's good to go. Even though she is technically immune. Right? So then <laughs> they, they kiss and then they ride off together. Piper's husband was named in a bracelet selling ring along with Emmett. Piper was the one that broke the story. Nico and Lisa are on the road. Nico sends Lester a bracelet and a postcard from Big Sur. There's your songbird movie. If you paid money for this shit, I feel bad for you. This was not worth no $15 rental. No, sir, it was not. What am I, an hour and 12? Yeah, this is not going to be long. Yeah, so that that's um Yeah, that was your breakdown tonight. I don't know what I mean, you know. I was interested at first when I'm doing this shit, but then as the day went by, went went through and it's got more bombarded with nonsensical shit and I kinda spazzed out. So 
Um, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, guys. I, I'll chop this up and put it on the movie review channel. And um, that's pretty much it. You guys got anything else? If not, I'm out of here. Um, it's been a long day for me. A long weekend. And I still got more stuff to take care of for the rest of this weekend. So, uh, y'all have a good night. Peace.